0: You feel like a complete and utter Muppet. I see reading law books on the weekend, oh God, this is interesting. <laughs> they've, they've amended section 127. This was supposed to send you off on a good note, not a, <laughs> <laughs> thinking about climate change. You're listening to The Briefcase. Hello and welcome to episode 28. It is Friday 24, March 2023. I'm Sarah and I am your host. Oh, and by the way... This is totally the penultimate episode of season two. Hooray! Can you believe it that A, it's almost April and B, our spunky little podcast is just about finished its terrible twos. That means we will very soon officially become a 3 and isn't that a bit terrifying? But we've still got one week left of toosies and on the 31st, that's next Friday, we're finishing the season with an absolute banger of a finale episode. I'm talking international rockstar and I'm totally flying interstate for this one. So I'm probably going to be so excited. The only way I'm going to be able to calm myself down is to put a stock pot on my head and bang it loudly with a wooden spoon. I just hope I remember to do that after the interview and not before like I usually do. Anyway, what's in the briefcase this penultimate season two week? Oh, it's tax. But it's our finale eve episode, so of course I've made it a good one. Hooray! We are joined by LinkedIn and YouTube royalty, not to mention a legit tax expert and accountant extraordinaire. It's CEO of Tax Nuggets Academy, Joyce Ong. Hello, Joyce. Hey, Sarah. How are you? I'm good. How are you?
1: I'm good.
0: Whereabouts in the world are you right now?
1: I am in a suburb called Ringwood in Melbourne, Victoria, which is kind of like 20 minutes drive to Yarra Valley, the beautiful wineries, of which I've only been like once in the last four years since I've moved here.
0: Well, look, I've got to say that's boring in comparison to where I've seen you on social media recently. You've been in Mauritius.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. So I had a uh, workation. Recently uh, in December, January celebrated Christmas in Malaysia. Yes. And then Chinese New Year in my in-laws in Mauritius. Yeah. Oh, oh,
0: incredible. Incredible. We've got a lot to get through and I don't have you for very long because you are very, very busy lady. So I'm going to get on with it. Thank you for having me on. Very, oh. very happy to be here, Sarah. Oh, I'm so excited. You have no idea. I was I was even practicing like potential parody songs just in case we, we got the, <laughs> the mood to sort of do a duet. But I'm like, no, I haven't given you fair enough notice uh, for that.
1: I have been writing a song. On the recent superannuation announcements. So, you might get a little sneak preview on that. So, oh. just for you, those that are listening in, I write accounting tax parody songs as a marketing oh. slash creative release.
0: Yes, it's incredible. It's incredible. So, we'll have to set up some sort of epic song battle or duet. We can work that out.
1: <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Awesome, awesome.
0: All right, so back to 00001, your origin story. So your background is in tax. Yes,
1: I was at the tax office. So I was the national tax governance lead. I was brought in to consult and, and sit across the teams that do audits on private wealth clients.
0: Where are you sort of sitting now? You're a CEO, right? Well, a CEO
1: of a team of five, if you can count that. We are called Tax Nuggets Academy. So yes. we are an li- online live learning platform for finance professionals. So providing CPD in a practical, engaging, and accessible manner. If you, if you don't know, uh, accountants have to do 40 hours of CPD per year. 40, four
0: zero. <laughs> 40
1: hours, oh, that's that would right.
0: Oh, that insane. No wonder, yep. no wonder you're disrupting the industry. Can yes.
1: I- I've
0: spent decades
1: doing really bad CPD where everyone just gets chucked in a room from all levels from grad to partners and we're just forced to to watch a presenter talk about something for two hours and it might not even be relevant Um, but that's the traditional model of just chuck everybody in the room and force them to listen because we're paying for it anyway
0: (laughs) yeah well that's I can i sorry to interrupt I just I get so excited about this topic so that's the same in law, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like we're soul sisters in that respect oh um, God, Yeah. because my history is as a professional conference designer for a peak professional body. And so I've sat up the back of hundreds and hundreds of hours of CPD conferences and the amount of people I've seen fall asleep.
1: Oh. <laughs> yep. Yep, like they actually yep.
0: fall asleep they will actually oh fall asleep and yeah. or or they're on they're scrolling on their phone on, and on the
1: phones on yeah watching cat videos
0: yeah exactly so we're not really hitting the mark so good on you joys i applaud you and that's 100 100 what we're trying to achieve with this show thank
1: you thank you we're, we're getting there but basically it's yeah from decades of being on the other side and just got sick of complaining and I'm like, I'm, I'm going to do something about it. So, yeah. <laughs> cause nobody's yeah. listening. No. Uh, the, the, the industry is just not changing. The professional bodies are not doing things quick enough.
0: Great. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So a couple of questions about the nitty gritty you mentioned earlier, something about 100 a section 100 a. So it sounds like there's some movement, some change happening in the tax space. Do you have any insights?
1: Sure. I guess it's it's good to talk about this because I think it's also gives insight into the world of accountants and mm-hmm. what sort of like law changes we need to deal with on a mm-hmm. daily basis. And mm-hmm. this is one of the biggest ones that has happened in decades. Right. right? So this impacts family trusts, which okay. are discretionary trusts. Yes. So for those that are not familiar with that, it's where the trustee of the trust can decide where the income know all capital distributions of the trust can go to so every year like if i have my own family trust i can decide whether to pay the income or profits to myself or to my husband or to my kids and that's you know it's a very popular structure for asset protection succession planning Mm. and also of course tax planning aka legally avoiding tax so and it is a very acceptable structure right so before the ATO changed their views which is just last year they changed their view on this I as a trustee of the trust and and you say say I'm earning two hundred thousand dollars a year and I'm on the maximum marginal tax rate already so I'm I wouldn't want to earn more income because I'm just gonna give half away of it to the government so as a trustee I distribute the income to my adult son Right. who's only on, I don't know, part-time job, 20K a year. And so he gets taxed at a lot lower marginal tax rate. could be, I don't know, 20%, 30%, but nowhere near 45%. Yes. And that happens a lot right. <laughs> um, before, before the ATO has come out to say, we don't like this anymore and we're going to use this provision called Section 100A. It's basically an anti-avoidance provision to stop this from happening. So basically it's where the trust distributes something to an individual or or an entity, a beneficiary, Mm -hmm. but the economic benefit goes somewhere else. So what
0: what you're suggesting is that in this example, it's going to an adult Mm -hmm. son, but really the adult son might be giving that money back to mum or dad.
1: Exactly. Nice. Right. Yeah. Okay. And, and sometimes the cash doesn't even exchange hands. So the right. son just pays tax at the lower marginal tax rate because it's just for tax purposes. Right. Know. But the actual cash just continues sitting in a trust, I don't know, or is, you know, given to mom and dad to go on a cruise. Right. So ATO is not happy with that. There used to be, yeah, a get out of jail card which says ordinary family dealings were excluded from getting captured under this section 100a provision and so the ATO is attacking by saying unfortunately tax avoidance through this is is not a family or not an ordinary family dealing (laughs) you're still doing it for tax avoidance purposes it's not ordinary family and so that's the major change and every accountant has had to deal with this and explain it to their clients uh, understand the changes themselves and then, yeah, change all distributions going forward. But also, it affects all historical distributions potentially. Oh no! And and there is no sort of like cut off date. There is no statutory limitations to Section Hundred A. Oh, <laughs> it can go back forever. Accountants are pretty stressed about this.
0: Oh, it's scaring me. I imagine that's something that lawyers will need to be across as well, particularly any that work with trusts, which I know uh, a lot of uh, practitioners do. So this is Section 100A of the Income Tax Assessment Act, I'm assuming? Yes, 1936
1: Act. It's it's an old act.
0: All right. Okay. So something to keep an eye on then. And when you say it's historical, does that mean we have to look at historical transactions and disclose (laughs) that?
1: No, it just means that if the ATO doesn't like you, they can go back forever and a a day and, you know, issue a tax assessment notice to the trustee. So what happens if 100A applies is it is assumed or it is deemed that the distribution never occurred. And so there's a penalty tax on that, on the trustee, which is the highest marginal tax rate. Oh dear. They could go back years and years and years and send out, yeah, notice of assessments to these trustees, basically.
0: Oh my goodness. Potentially. Oh, that terrifies me. We've all got to be extra (laughs) likable.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. So there's a superannuation changes afoot as well, I understand. Yes, yes.
1: Do you have you read about it? It's massive.
0: Uh tell me, tell me about it. I've got the expert on the line. I want to hear it from you.
1: Oh, so <laughs>
0: the Labour government
1: basically announced that superannuation funds above 3 million will be taxed more. So anything above 3 million will be taxed and and the headline they're coming up to say is it's going to be taxed at 30%. So, so if you don't know, uh, any income that is earned by a super fund is currently being taxed at fifteen percent broadly. Right.
0: right. So,
1: so that's a concessional tax rate, and that's because you know superannuation is for retirement; it's not mm. to build well, like like it's not to like for rich people to get richer. But unfortunately. According to Labor, it is currently being misused, right? Uh, and and so anything above three million will now be taxed at this headline tax rate, which is says thirty percent, right? Um, and they said that it's only eighty thousand people or Australians will be impacted by this because not many people have more than three million in their super funds, right? Which is fair enough. So it's like you know you're making the rich pay more tax, which is I guess fair yes
0: <laughs> unless yes. you're
1: unle- unless you're extremely right wing which yeah. a lot of people are <laughs> <laughs> so so that that's the headline but unfortunately it is a little bit deceptive because this tax is on unrealized gains
0: what does that mean so, you're,
1: so you so you you could your super fund if you have say yeah if you have a so usually it's an smsf so self-managed super fund so if you have three million in your super fund and it's you know assets could be property could be shares could be crypto mm. and that goes up to 3.5 million mm. You haven't sold anything. You haven't actually made any gains. You no. know, it's only gone up in value in in paper value, right? Yes, yes. You have to pay tax on that unrealized gain of five hundred thousand, <gasps> right? Yes, yes. Then- so there's a bit of math. There's a bit of math to work out exactly how much tax it is. But the headline should be, unrealized gains tax is now a thing. Uh, we have never been taxed on. We, Australians do not tax unrealized gains like. Never in history. Yeah. Uh, so this is completely new. Yeah.
0: That's mm-hmm. scary because it the market is. goes up and down, particularly the real estate market. My goodness, you could have something worth X amount of dollars one day and Y amount of dollars literally the next day. So look at
1: crypto, right? Uh, <laughs> you 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 could you you could have had you could have made a gain of five hundred thousand dollars at thirty June, pay the tax, and then two days later it completely crashes. Um, <laughs> and there is currently you know obviously this is just a thought bubble it's it's nowhere near legislated yet but you know is there a clawback on the tax that you've paid to compensate for the crash
0: yeah it's not
1: it's not not mentioned so there, there are a lot of questions surrounding this And it's just one other thing that accountants need to grapple with. (laughs) So they've got clients probably just calling them (laughs) all hours of the day asking, how the heck is my self-managed super fund going to be impacted by this? Uh, And uh, yeah, so yeah, that's what accountants have to deal with. And, you know, these changes happen all the time. and, And a lot of it sometimes is already applicable, but there are no legislation yet. So so this one is 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 not this one only applies from one July 2025. So so plenty of time to for right. it to be legislated. But there are so many things where it's been announced, yep, this will apply from budget day or whatever. Yes. But then legislation only comes out like eight months later. <laughs> this is the the sort of intersection between tax law and accounting, I guess. Yes. So the accountants are really at the forefront of the law changes. Like they they have to explain to clients how it actually will impact them practically, you know, yes. not just like theory, but yeah, they have to actually try and take what's happened in the law and quantify it in dollar terms.
0: Yes, and I
1: think that is the the role of an accountant or a good accountant.
0: Yeah, hmm. right. No, that's that's terrifying, and we can only hope that there's yeah, some sort of explanatory memoranda or change in that as a policy because isn't that the goal to not uh, to be self-sufficient in retirement I I feel like why are we oh anyway I'm just not making any sense <laughs> no it's, right. it's a
1: huge issue it's it's massive like uh, there's a lot of right-wing left-wing debates going on on LinkedIn at the moment in, in yes. my network alone it's it's huge yeah
0: yeah yeah so how do you see that playing out When's the
1: next election <laughs> so if labor if labor loses the election the coalition will just can it yeah right
0: yeah right so, and this okay. is something
1: accountants need to grapple with as well the the, the constant change in government and policies yes right it's yes. it's a schmuzzle so no yes. uh, no government has been brave enough to tackle a full tax reform they like to tinker around the edges
0: No, that's scary. All right, that brings me to my final question of this chat. You're a CEO of a startup. You're disrupting the CPD market. You're leading accountants into a brave new future of learning. You're also a creative, you paint, you sing, you create these awesome, funny videos. So that leads me to my would you rather question, which I will preface by saying it's a particularly painful one. Who would you rather have as a mentor for 24 hours? Leonardo da Vinci, Richard Branson, or Weird Al Yankovic? Who's
1: Weird Al Yankovic?
0: Oh no! <laughs> all right, well, if you don't know who he is, he's off the list then, that's fine. Yeah, 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 so, choose somebody else. <laughs> yeah, all right, um, Will Farrell. Will Farrell <laughs> Will Farrell? Yes,
1: yeah.
0: Yes. Uh, oh, I don't know, oh gosh. You have to pick one. Uh,
1: Leonardo pick da Vinci, Richard Branson, or Will Farrell. Yes rather go with Will Ferrell because, like, it's more of a wild card. It's like you never know what you're going to get with that. Whereas, like, the others, you kind of know what to expect. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I mean. yeah. And Will Ferrell is like, I have no clue what it's going to be like, where we're going to go. And it's just like an adventure. Like, and that's who I'm going to choose. Will Ferrell. Yeah. You on. only live one
0: you only live once thank you so much for your time joyce that was such a fabulous conversation and i learned a lot and we'll have to sing together sometime soon looking forward to it (laughs) well that's all we've got time for this week on the briefcase it's time to close her up see you next time i'm sarah corral and this is the briefcase (laughs)